Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. As most of us begin a new school year, I thought it would be a good idea to cover what I consider to be the top seven habits that a high schooler should adopt to become a standout student, college applicant, and successful person and professional someday. Now, before we get started, I want to go over who this podcast is for, because I always try to give you a heads up in the beginning of the podcast as to who I am targeting. Sometimes it's parents, sometimes it's students, sometimes it's students and parents, sometimes it's specifically for freshmen or juniors or for students interested in sports or the military, because I don't want you to waste your time if the content is not relevant for you. This podcast is for students, primarily in high school, but it wouldn't hurt 6th, 7th, and 8th graders to tune in as well. And of course, I almost always encourage parents to listen in because I want them to hear the message that their kids are getting so that they can support or compliment or simply observe what might come out of it. Okay, so let's dig into these habits. And by the way, before we kick off, if you are a prep weller in 11th or 12th grade, most of these habits should sound familiar because I've drilled them into you during freshman and sophomore year in our weekly videos, and I hope some, if not all of them, have stuck. If you are not yet a prep weller and you are interested in hearing more about these habits and how and when to implement them into your lives, you should enroll in the program because I spend weeks and weeks addressing these topics, especially for freshmen and sophomores, because it's so important for you to start off on the right foot in school. And that means with positive habits. But first, just to get everyone on the same page, a habit is something that we do without really thinking about it. It's something that we do so often that it becomes part of our daily routine. We don't have to plan for it. We don't have to use up a lot of time or energy to remind ourselves to do it. We don't have to set an alarm or check off a box on a daily task list. These are things that just happen. And the power of habits come from this seamless integration into our lives. Habits are on autopilot. A classic example is teeth brushing. Most of us don't have to remind ourselves to brush our teeth. It's not something that we have to write down on a daily checklist. We just do it. We've been doing it for many years and it's become a habit, in this case, a healthy or a positive habit. The more of these autopilot habits that we can establish early in our lives, the better off we'll be. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the downsides to habits, because there are, of course, bad habits, habits that we've grown accustomed to that are working against us, and they are just as powerful because we don't pay that much attention to them either. They're just running in the background of our lives, and we live with the consequences. And I should also note that the longer we allow these habits to persist, the more entrenched they get, for good or for bad. And that's why I'm so passionate 
about trying to get young teens to adopt good habits early because the ROI, the return on investment is so great. If from this podcast, I can convince you to commit to building one positive habit or breaking one bad habit, it's possible that I will have changed your life forever. Because if you commit to building a positive habit and it persists for years to come, maybe decades to come, the payback to you will be invaluable. And that's my hope. I hope that you will listen to this list of habits and decide to adopt one, two, three of them, and that these habits will stick with you forever. It's also worth noting that building a positive habit or undoing a bad habit is not always easy. Once it becomes a habit, it gets easier because it goes on autopilot. But the building of a positive habit is no small chore. Otherwise, everyone would have positive habits. And we know that's not the case. Building positive habits often requires that you do things that you wouldn't otherwise do in the beginning. The fancy word for that is discipline. Building a positive habit will likely require being uncomfortable. It may require you to work longer hours. It may require you to be inconvenienced. It may prevent you from doing things that you're used to doing in the beginning. Now, you may be wondering, well, what do you mean by in the beginning? How long do I have to do these uncomfortable and inconvenient things before they become habits that run on autopilot? It depends. There's a lot of research on this topic, A lot of research on this very question, and the answers vary, because it's not the easiest thing to gather objective data about this. Most people who are experts in this field say that it takes between 30 days and 60 days to develop a habit that will endure over time. There's no magic number, because we don't really know exactly, but it's a pretty good range. I've experimented personally with this many times, and I would say that it's close to the 30-day mark. 30 days of consistent action to get to the point where you are no longer thinking about the habit, but rather it's happening automatically. So the trick is, can I or anyone else convince you that focusing on one of these habits for, say, 30 days, even though it might be annoying or inconvenient or different from what you're used to, is it worth it? That's the $64,000 question. It's not going to be easy. In fact, I'd be surprised if it was easy. And that's exactly why I don't expect or suggest that you try to adopt all seven habits all in one shot. It's too much. And of course, you may already abide by one or more or all of these habits. That would be great. But if you don't, and you're interested in starting to build your repertoire of positive habits, we're going to cover some good places to start. Many of these habits will be relatively easy to track. In other words, there's a metric that will determine whether or not you are actually following through on the habit. A few are not as easy to track because they require you to adopt a certain mindset that may not be as easy to quantify. And you'll be able to figure out which one of these fall into which categories as we go through them. Now, without further ado, let's get to the habits. I'm going to go in reverse order of importance meaning I'm going to keep what I consider the most important habit until last. Here we go. The number seven most important habit for a teenager to adopt while in high school 
taking notes. If you are a prep weller or a private student of mine or one of my children, you will know that this is a pet peeve of mine. For some reason, it's very rare for me to see a high schooler with a pen and pad of paper out ready to take notes. Even when I'm having a meeting with them and going through, maybe it's an audit of their extracurricular activities or giving them advice about summer activity options or books to read or websites to check out or podcasts or TED Talks. And more often than not, the student is sitting there nodding their head but not taking notes. And as the person providing the advice, this is very disheartening because I know it's very unlikely that that student will actually remember what I'm saying, let alone have the ability to act on it. I get very demotivated when I see this because it appears, and maybe it's just a perception, that the student doesn't really care about what I have to say. And this isn't just with me. I'm not trying to be Mr. Sensitive here. I'm talking about when students talk with their teachers, their guidance counselors, their coaches, their mentors, anyone. If you're talking to somebody who is presumably trying to give you advice that will help you, the least you can do, even out of respect alone, is to take notes so that you can put that information to use down the road. And I know that technology and smartphones and all things digital has probably made note-taking feel a bit anachronistic these days, but I think that's a mistake. I'm okay, by the way, with you taking your phone out, opening up a note-taking app on the phone, and asking if it's okay for you to take notes on your phone. That's fine. That's encouraged. But when we're talking and nothing is being written down, my perception is that what I'm saying is not of value, or you have an amazing memory, or that you just don't care. So to eliminate any seeds of doubt, get into the habit of taking notes when talking to adults who are trying to provide advice. And by the way, of course, note-taking in class is extremely important. I don't want to pass over this. I talk about note-taking quite a bit inside Preppel Academy, how to take notes, why it's important, different methods of note-taking. So I don't want to repeat all of that here. If you want the rest of the tips on note-taking, review your Prepwell videos on the topic. And if you're not a Prepweller yet, enroll so that you can do the same thing. Moving on, the number six most important habit for a teenager to adopt while in high school, managing your own calendar. As you enter high school, you can no longer rely on your parents to prompt you or remind you about every activity, every test, every piano practice, soccer tournament. You need to take control of your own calendar and write down the important events, the important activities in your life. And as many of you prep wellers know, because I go into great detail in one of your videos, I highly recommend doing this on a tangible calendar, a physical calendar that you can hold in your hands and post on a wall. Ideally, a wall calendar. I happen to like quarterly wall calendars because there's something valuable about seeing a calendar that shows several months at a time, that has all of your important activities right in front of you. Yes, I know many of you likely use the calendar on your phone or your laptop. That's okay, but it's not the same thing. It doesn't give you the zoomed out perspective that a wall calendar will give you. The tiny phone screen or even the calendar on your laptop, 
doesn't often give you a big enough range of dates for you to get a sense of the rhythm of your life or how busy or light this week may be versus next week. And this may not seem like a big deal if you're a freshman, but it will become a survival tactic when you get into junior year. So the idea is to begin to build that habit now so that you can come up with a system that works for you now so that by junior year, you're an expert in calendaring. Moving on, the number five most important habit for a teenager to adopt while in high school, having a vision. I work with a lot of teenagers. Many are very ambitious and have high aspirations, especially those in Preppel Academy. Some, not so much. In both cases, I work hard to try to help them create a vision for what they want their life to be like, starting in high school, and through college, and ultimately as a professional. And once they have that vision, as preliminary as it may be, I want them to build a habit of reflecting on that vision often, so they can make course corrections as needed to make sure they're moving in the right direction. For example, I work with a lot of prospective college athletes, and when I ask them straight up about whether they want to play sports in college, 9 out of 10 will respond with, Uh, yeah, I guess so. If it works out and, like, colleges recruit me, then I guess I'll do it. This is not a vision. This is a wishy-washy, mealy-mouth way of showing me that you will not be a college athlete at any level. Because there's no vision. There's no conviction. And with no vision, there's no follow-through. There's no behavior change. There's no course corrections. There's no striving. These students can't articulate whether they want to be a college athlete or not because they don't have a vision of themselves as being a college athlete. They need to see themselves doing it in their minds, and then presumably their body will move toward that vision by doing all the things necessary to get there. I talk about this for weeks inside Preppel Academy when I discuss the importance of developing an angle for yourself as you move through high school. Are you an academic? Are you an athlete? Are you a thespian? Are you an engineering type? Are you a student activist? Who are you? What do you represent? Where do you want to go? So this habit is a very strategic one. I want you to get into the habit of challenging yourself on a regular basis to identify a vision for your future. This doesn't mean that your vision can't change over time, but you need to start somewhere. If you don't have a vision, what are you moving toward? Build that habit of being a visionary for your own life. The number four most important habit for a teenager to adopt while in high school is a sister habit to number five, and that is goal setting. Building a vision for your future is very strategic, and by that I mean high level and intangible. Goal setting, on the other hand, habit number four, is very tactical and practical and tangible. It literally means having a piece of paper in front of you every day with a list of things you plan to accomplish that day. I hammer this point home in many Prepwell videos. I get on my own kids about this because it's very important. And I'm not going to dwell on the different methods and apps or platforms you can use to create your daily to-do list because there are many but I will stress the importance of writing down specific tasks that need to be done 
and then going about your day to cross these things off the list. Without a list, no matter how great your memory is, things will inevitably slip through the cracks. Without a list, it becomes very difficult to prioritize which tasks are more important than others. When the tasks are floating around in your head, how do you know which one to attack first? And I'm not going to get into the specifics, this idea of creating SMART goals. I'm sure you've heard of the concept of SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound goals. This is a great construct and one that I highlight in detail in one of our PrepWell videos. But for our purposes today for habit building, I will leave it at this. Get into the habit of writing down the important tasks you have for the day and moving toward their completion by the end of the day. Again, it may not seem like that big a deal for a freshman, but you will want to have this habit dialed in before junior year. The number three most important habit for a teenager to adopt while in high school is hard work. I know, that might sound overly simplistic, maybe obvious. Regardless, it bears repeating. If you can get into the habit of working hard at everything you do, whether it's sports or cleaning the kitchen or studying for a test or volunteering or organizing an event, you will never go hungry. You will be successful, full stop. Hard work is the fount of success. And if all else fails and you don't get the classes you want or you don't get the SAT score you were hoping for or you don't get recruited or you don't get into your dream school, you can always rely on your habit of hard work to pull you through. The number two most important habit for a teenager to adopt while in high school is to do the hard stuff first. Some people call this swallowing the frog. I address this topic in several PrepWell videos. The idea is that you get into the habit every day of attacking the very toughest task on your to-do list first, right off the bat, get after it every single time. The opposite habit, known as procrastination, is when you leave the hardest thing on your to-do list until the very end. This is a terrible habit and one that you will want to eliminate as soon as humanly possible. The sooner you attack the hardest problem, the sooner it will be done. The sooner you attack the hardest problem, the more energy you will have to attack that problem. The more time you will have to attack that problem. What does this mean in real life? It means that when you sit down to do your homework, you attack that physics problem set first. Even though you didn't understand the lecture and you have no clue how to do it, and it looks very intimidating, this is the perfect place to start. The harder it is, the earlier you start. Leave the easy stuff, like the Spanish word search homework, for later in the night when you're tired and getting burned out. This habit will pay dividends throughout your entire life, not just in high school, not just in college. A habit of consistently solving the most vexing problems first will always pay off in the end. And last but not least, the number one most important task for a teenager to adopt while in high school is early preparation. I know this won't come as a shock to people who know me and follow me and are enrolled in Preppel Academy and for my private students and my kids and all of the online Prepwellers. 
for this is the premise of my entire business. And dare I say the foundation of any success I've had in my life, getting into the habit of looking ahead, figuring out what needs to be done and starting that process before everyone else. The benefits of early preparation for anything in your life are difficult to overstate. Early preparation gives you more time, more perspective, more room to pivot, more opportunities to get feedback, and the list goes on and on. So if there is one habit that I wish you would commit to, of all seven of these, especially as it relates to the college admissions process, this would be the one. Prepare early and prepare well. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, in high school, even 11th and 12th grader, please share this episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friend the link to this episode. Put a little note in there recommending that they listen. And if you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me. Reach out by email. DM me on Instagram. Come to my blog. Visit me on Facebook. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.